Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. As we closed last week's broadcast, we were looking at what Dr. Harley says is another of the husband's emotional needs, namely domestic support and how dual-income couples handle this fairly. Dr. Harley has suggested a four-step process for dual-income couples to apply tried and proven motivational principles to solve their fair division of labor dilemma. We were in the middle of talking about step three when our time ran out. Step three is assign the remaining tasks. Again, this step begins by assigning undesirable tasks to the one most motivated to do them, the one who wants them done the most. When a wife first sees her list of responsibilities, she will probably feel overwhelmed, especially if she has a goal of eight hours of sleep a night. Dr. Harley says the need for domestic support isn't necessarily met by actually doing the household tasks. It's met by seeing to it that they're done, managing the household. He says that when the wife is employed outside the home full-time, consideration should be given to the most time-consuming and unpleasant tasks being hired out. Shifting household tasks to hired help will obviously cause a shift in budget priorities. But it should be recognized that when a wife has a full-time job, She can't be expected to do all of the housework, too. As your children grow, they can be assigned household tasks. However, be sure that you do not assign your children tasks that both you and your spouse find too unpleasant to do. Dr. Harley says that it doesn't build character to give your kids jobs that you hate to do. It builds resentment. If you want your children to help around the house, Have them choose tasks from your list of household responsibilities that they would enjoy doing. Step 4. Indicate how happy you would be with your spouse's help. As we've followed Dr. Harley's plan up to this point, the assignment of household responsibilities is fair. You are dividing them according to willingness to do them and according to the desire to have them accomplished. It also meets what Dr. Harley calls the husband's need for domestic support. But there's hardly a wife who doesn't want help with her responsibilities, and she wants that help from her husband. Trying to force him to help by being disrespectful or appealing to his guilt doesn't work because to a man, that's not motivational. But there's something else she can do that will motivate most husbands she can show appreciation for his help. In order to do this, Dr. Harley says that she needs to accept her responsibility for the household tasks. He says this is essential if his help is to be genuinely appreciated. If she thinks that some household tasks are his responsibility, when he completes them, he's simply done his duty. Why express special appreciation for something that he's supposed to do? 
But if she accepts the tasks as her responsibility and he offers to help, she will be grateful for the assistance. Now, if you are following Dr. Harley's plan, you already have a number assigned to each task, the importance of the task to each of you. Now he wants you to assign one more number. This time, write a number indicating how many love units you think would be deposited if your spouse were to help you or would do that task for you. Use a scale from 0 to 5 with 5 indicating that you would experience maximum pleasure and would be eternally grateful. Step 5. Help where your effort is most appreciated. If these ratings are accurate, it means that whenever you have helped with a task that was rated a 4 or 5 by your spouse, you will be depositing many love units. Your help will make your spouse happy, and it will be appreciated. If cooking dinner or ironing shirts or picking up socks makes love bank deposits, why not do these things? As a matter of fact, if meeting any of the emotional needs really does create the feeling of love, why would anyone resist doing them? This is not only an act of care, but an act of supreme wisdom. By doing for each other what is most appreciated, Dr. Harley says you will have what few marriages have, the feeling of love throughout your entire lives. Dr. Harley emphasizes this concept. Don't waste your time on needs of lesser importance. Put your energy into what deposits the most love units and ignore tasks that do nothing for your spouse's love bank. He says, don't do housework or child care for your spouse if it's not appreciated. Remember, whatever's on your spouse's list is your spouse's responsibility, not yours. If your effort to relieve your spouse of a particular task really doesn't seem to have much effect on your spouse, don't waste your time. Put your effort into another task that gives you more bang for your buck. Your spouse's response to help you should prove whether or not love units are being deposited. If your spouse thanks you when you perform the task and expresses his or her appreciation with affection, you know you are on the right track. But if your spouse ignores you after performing one of these tasks, love units are not being deposited for some reason. In that case, go back to your spouse's original list of tasks and pick something else to do that has a greater impact. Just because you decide to help your spouse with one of his or her responsibilities does not make it your responsibility. Actually, that's a very important way to look at meeting emotional needs in general. If meeting any emotional need is viewed as a responsibility, or as an expectation, then it is not appreciated as much when it's met. Only when the meeting of emotional needs is seen as a gift, as an act of care, does it have the maximum impact on the love bank. If either you or your spouse takes the meeting of any emotional need for granted, the effect will tend to be diluted. If you suffer in an effort to help your spouse with the household task, 
you will never get into the habit of helping with that task. And deposits in your spouse's love bank will be offset by withdrawals from yours. So you must figure out a way to help your spouse without the loss of your own love units. Well, summarizing Dr. Harley's approach, when creating a plan for a fair division of household responsibilities, depositing the most love units and avoiding their withdrawal should be your guide. Assume household responsibilities that you enthusiastically accept or want accomplished more than your spouse does. Then a husband should help his wife with tasks on her list that she would appreciate the most, and he must do tasks that don't withdraw love units from his own love bank. This approach prevents you from trying to gain at your spouse's expense and points you in a direction that will give both of you happiness, fulfillment, and best of all, the feeling of love for each other. Well, now let's shift and look at what Dr. Harley says is one of her emotional needs. She needs him to be a good father. Family commitment. Dr. Harley says that despite the current trend among many young couples to avoid having children, He still believes that the vast majority of women have a powerful instinct to create a family. Above all, wives want their husbands to take a leadership role in their family and to commit himself to the moral and educational development of the children. He goes on to say, The ideal scenario for a wife is to marry a man she can look up to and respect and then have her children grow up to be like their father. We're probably all familiar with Proverbs 22.6. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not turn from it. Most wives have no problem seeing the wisdom in these words. They also expect their husbands to play a key role in training their children. Women seem to know instinctively what psychologists have discovered in research and practice. A father has a profound influence on his children. Reflecting on my own life, I know this to be true. Dr. Harley says that in families where the father takes little interest in the children's development, the mother tries desperately to motivate him to change. She buys him books on parenting and leaves them in convenient places. She coaches him to attend seminars sponsored by the church or PTA. She may even ask him to talk with a family counselor in the hope that he can be inspired to greater interest and commitment. Her efforts usually meet with only partial success. More often, she becomes frustrated by excuses, delays, and other unenthusiastic responses on her husband's part. Not uncommonly, Such a mother starts looking to other men in her family or circle of friends to meet her need. She must have a man contributing to the well-being of her children. Sometimes a grandfather does the trick. Sometimes it's someone outside the family, and that has the potential to lead to great relationship problems. Well, what does a woman really mean when she says she wants her children to have a good father? Behind that remark lie expectations of responsibilities she wants him to fulfill. Ironically enough, 
they may conflict with his need for domestic support, which we've talked about previously. Well, our time is gone for today. I want to alert you that on Friday evening, September 15th, and Saturday morning, September 16th, I will be leading a couples conference. The conference is sponsored by Christian Living Magazine and will be held at Cloverdale Church of God. You can go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net. On the homepage, you'll see a couples conference information and registration block. Click on the Click Here button to download a brochure and also to register. Well, have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.